I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as f***. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Welcome to another episode of The Bridal Breakdown. I'm Ashley. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking about perfection. We are talking about perfection. I really perfection. thought Sorry, you I got gonna... a notification. <laughs> Did you hear it come through? I just saw your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, And then Lara is also like, I no longer have an office yeah. in our home. We have officially, our, our listeners may not know this yet, but uh, our patrons know this. I moved my office out of our house. And you and me and your business partner, Ashley, now have a studio space, and that is where I'm working. Uh, so with that being said, I don't have an office anymore at the house, and I'm kind of working from home. So I'm in our kitchen right now. Lara's making cookies. Cannon's running around. Sterling's doing backflips in the back. It's kind of a whole thing. So if you hear noise, we're going to... that. We're that's in this what transition phase, and our studio is an old school, so... It's like really echoey in there until we get more furniture in there. And it would be absolutely impossible at the moment to record. But the plan is to hopefully be able to do that in person most of yeah. the time. And it just be sure. easier and all the things. It's just very echoey at it's, the moment. It's, it is crazy. I took a phone call in there the other day. And somebody literally asked me. They were like, where are you? Are you <laughs> in a you subway? <laughs> it was so echoey. Have you thought about Even going Lara in that closet? That. I have thought about that. Like, that thought has crossed my mind. I feel like you could take calls in a closet in the closet. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about taking. I was talking about recording the podcast. Like if I had to go in there temporarily. Oh, I like, mean uh, over Zoom, but yeah. like yeah, taking a yeah taking a call in there would be great. Yeah. So. Well, actually, and not that this is for that, but I also have a very small desk that might actually fit in that. Like it's a corner desk that might fit up against that window that you could what just like pop like a the, laptop up. That's like, I, hey guys, I gotta be dead to the world. I'm gonna go in here and like, yeah, I'm going in the this dark is the hole. get shit done closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at oh least there's gosh. a window. So there is a window, so it's not totally dark. Uh, it's it's actually a really awesome space. Uh, when it's all said and done, and it's all fully decorated, because right now it's like 15% done, 20% done. Who knows? Um, we'll we'll post photos in the private Facebook group. So yeah. if you're interested in seeing that. Those photos will probably be up. Who knows when? We're kind of building it as we go, but probably within the next couple months. Yes, but it's like all along this vein of perfection. Like there's a lot of imperfection happening in Chris's recording situation at the moment, but it's fine. Messy action is better than no action at all. So we're talking about perfection and how it creeps up in wedding planning. And this actually was something Chris and I had planned to talk about very early on in the podcast over a year ago. And we just never yeah. got to it. And if you guys remember the old intro, like our very first intro, the one that sounds, as Lara put it, just not as good as our new one. <laughs> just it, not as just good. In that intro, well, she used, she, I think she said it sucked. It's a but popping <laughs> the perfection bubble. Yes, it was literally in our intro. It was one of the first episode ideas that we ever came up with. And we just realized we never talked about mm -hmm. it. So I know we have lots of brides. We're in this weird transition to where brides that have been with us for a year, 
like since the beginning are now starting to get married. We've picked up lots of new people, lots of new planning couples. And so this episode actually can serve you no matter where you're at in the wedding planning process. No matter where. If you're just starting, if you're towards the tail end of planning, if you're getting married this weekend, like this episode will serve you no matter what. Yeah. So speaking of this weekend, I had a wedding this weekend and you some, did and it looked amazing it I was gonna say thank you like I did something I, I did had nothing to do with how amazing it looked it was just beautiful it was in Charleston South Carolina and the first time that we were in Charleston South Carolina was a absolute total shit show it was terrible it was the biggest nightmare of my life the first time that I was Ugh. in Charleston it was awful that's really sucky it was. But it was, this trip was better? This trip was amazing. And I don't even know why I wanted to bring up that it was so terrible, but I don't, I just Maybe think the I did. contrast, didn't, like how great this one was. Yeah, I didn't have like high expectations for Charleston because of how bad it was last time. Like, I know it's cute. I know it's beautiful. But the last time I was there was just really bad that Ashley and I like. It's were, a pretty big like wedding like as far as wedding photographers go i feel like it's kind of up there in the market oh it definitely like it's like a wedding it's kind of like capitals basically yes you see the the carolinas in the wedding blogs all the time yes they're like always there it is beautiful it is beautiful so it was a quick trip ashley and i were there for like 48 hours because again we had such a terrible time last time that we were like do we want to spend an extra day no let's just go and go back home oh my gosh we regret it instantly because it was just the nature of the trip we were on last time but this time it was so great we were there for work last time but not like shooting a wedding this time we were shooting a wedding it was so life-giving this couple literally like i had somebody ask me about it like how was south carolina was it better than last time yeah (laughs) and I said, yes, like the couple was just so laid back. And I just feel like that might be like, that might be shocking to hear. Like they, they were so laid back. Like they just like let everything roll off and like, oh my god, it was super cold. Like it was like, it was 77 here in town and uh-huh. there are high. I think we were, would be lucky to get up to 56. Like most Ooh. of the day it was in like the forties and it was indoor or completely outdoors like everything was outside oh man it was cold and then everything just like rolled off their shoulders and it was really awesome that they just like let their day be their day and one of the things that I want to bring up because I just don't think that I can stress this enough is that I don't see anything take joy away from a wedding day like the way that a bride will let her dress getting dirty steal all of her 100% joy. 100% agree. Like yes. nothing. And, we, and we've talked we've talked about this before on the show, but you are right. Like the minute that dress and it, it's it's typically so and you've probably seen this. Yeah. There's that moment where she gets into her dress and it's like the first steps that she takes out of the suite or wherever she's getting. It doesn't even have to be outside yet. Everyone's like, do you want me to hold your dress? Like, mm-hmm. is, is it okay? Like, watch out. There's a dust mm-hmm. ball right there. Like, it might get within a foot of it. You might get <laughs> it might jump on particles you. <laughs> on it. Yeah. Everyone. Lo- and then especially that first step outside, like everyone loses their shit. Yes. Or like I have, I've had been really blessed with really great couples who like one bride of 2020, it was like the summer, there was a huge mark on her dress and it was like on her stomach area when she got dressed in it. And so it was before the day had even started 
and I remember like a bridesmaid crying because she it was like her fault for some reason. I don't really remember oh, what happened, no. but the bride was just like, it, I mean, it it is what like it's there. She was just like, it's fine, like it's really fine. That's so funny. It wasn't even the bride that was crying. No, it was a bridesmaid. She felt so bad, and the bride was just like, it's fine. Like I'm just like letting it. Like she was not going to let it take any of her happiness, and like she knew that we were gonna we'd edit it out. Like it wasn't gonna be an issue. Yeah. And so anyways, that was just really refreshing. But this weekend, um, there at some point in the reception, a drink went all over our bride, like all over. No, like a colored drink, a colored drink, like orange. It was like orange. And it, I don't actually know what it was. Let's say it was like a, like a, maybe a rosé. Like maybe a mixed drink or something. Yeah. I don't, it was, it was definitely tinted. Like it was not a clear beverage. Oh no. And she never once mentioned it. Like never once that day did she like, even like look down and did let it, it face early her. in the day. No, it was during the reception, but still yeah. like it's, we're looking at her on the dance floor and she's just still having the time of her life. Like, that if that is amazing i'm just looking at photos of her walking everything is outside and she's just like letting that dress drag her tool is getting really gray at the bottom of the tool yeah. like she had like wing yep. tool yep. wings i know exactly what you're talking about and it's just getting gray because it's dragging and she's like that's what it's made like she literally was like it drags like that's what it does it's gonna get dirty and i it was just so refreshing to see somebody especially i mean it was just such a visually perfect day and for it to be yeah. so visually perfect and for to have a bride who is just like I am not going to give that any of my energy it was just yes. wildly refreshing so when you say visually perfect day what do you mean by that like everything looked amazing oh look oh look oh I'm, my gosh I just, I'm like, screen sharing with Chris so he can see that is like that is like stain stain. That is stain stain. It is like orange. No way. Yeah. And like, look, she's just. And she did not acknowledge it once. So no, like she didn't not even say ever. like, oh, I'm worried about it. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Edit. Boom. Yeah, gone. Just edit it out. You it know, even there. And that's the and thing. Look, you did that trend that we talked about in our last episode on our yes, show and tell episode. Flash. The direct flash at night. Ooh. Look, this is her going through her sparkler exit and like literally just not letting it be a thing. Um, it wasn't messy okay. there. So you're saying it was a visually perfect day because like they are a very happy couple. They are a very pretty couple. Very smiley. Their wedding day was in a very pretty place. Like there were all of these like just really photogenic things about yes. their day. But there were also things that happened that day that very easily could have put them in the wrong state of mind. Yeah. And it didn't. They didn't let it. They literally were just like grateful to be getting grateful and happy to be getting married and like keeping that at their focus of their. Okay. That's like, what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you like, where do you think that came from? Because, you know, like I didn't know if you had prepped them and you were like, Hey guys, I just want you to know. Uh, or, but it, I, I was going to say, I didn't get that impression that that's mm -hmm. what you did because it kind of seemed like, they were just kind of in this right state of mind from the start. So what I was going to ask you was, what do you think led them? Like, how do you think they got there? And you had basically said 
they were living in the moment of like yes. th- this is their day like their love like they were they just kept that on the forefront living of their and i also think in part it was like trusting like they like just trusted their vendors like i don't think yeah. that they had any like they trusted like not in the meth in the i'm sorry i'm losing my words not in the fact that like there was a drink spilled on her. Like she just, she never acknowledged that. I don't even know if she knew, like <laughs> I have no idea. Like that's how much <laughs> it she just had to have known. I mean, she, somebody had to have been like, <gasps> somebody had to have been like, Oh, you're dressed. She's, and do you know how many times someone probably told her? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you just brought up a really good point. When I think back to the weddings and Lara's even here, she might even, she might even chime in. But like, when I think back to our weddings, I'm looking at her now and talking to her. When I look back to our weddings, where the couples are the most laid back. I feel like they've all said some version of like, we just trust you guys so much. We know everything's going to be okay. Or they've said that about other vendors too. So maybe like a big key to letting like popping this perfection bubble is trusting your your vendors. Yeah. No, seriously. Having faith that they are going to do their job and do it well and by do their job and do it well I think it's less about like I'm gonna do my job well at retouching and like that that's something on her mind she's like my photographers will get it like I don't know that that's even something that crosses her mind as much as it's like she was in the mindset all day that she wasn't needing to worry about really anything because she trusted her planner she trusted that her photographers would get her where she so like never during the day was there this mental juggle of I need to make sure that Mm. this is in the right spot or that this person is where they need to be to being in that like management role. Do you know what I mean? Did you? Oh, 100% because the flip side of that now that I'm thinking is like, you know, she surrendered control and she just let the day. That's exactly what what I mean. Yes. Now, when you think about, think back to like weddings that you've had to maybe where they haven't been that way. I think back to those weddings and it feels like the bride or couple very rarely is it both of them. Typically there's one or the other, but most of the time it's the bride is fighting to hold on to control that day and not letting it go. And like, but it's, it's from this standpoint of like, if I can just control everything, if I have a hand in where the centerpieces go, if I have a hand in how this happens on the day of, then my day is going to be perfect because I'm the one that's going to make sure it's perfect. Yes. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that or felt that. At totally. All. Yeah, no, I think that that's accurate. I think it is relinquishing control and just like letting it be, you know, I think that there's yeah. so much that like, there's so much pressure that is on you. If you, Oh my gosh, the pressure. It. There's this song. Oh my gosh. Under pressure. That one. No, I feel like it's from Encanto. <laughs> I haven't even oh, seen it, but a, there is a song. I don't know. I've never, I've actually never <laughs> yeah. seen it. Ellie and Sterling. They really like that movie. I heard it's cute, but yeah. And Canto Lairs. <laughs> I feel like the pressure is a joy stealer. And it also like, you have this pressure that it needs to be perfect. You know, you have this pressure yes. that it needs to live up to the expectations in your mind. And I feel like one of the best things that I personally done on my wedding day was like, and not everybody can do this, and I know understand that, but yeah. hi, I hired, essentially, I chose a team of people, and I relinquished control because I know yeah. I can be a control freak. And so I made that decision very early on that I don't care. Like, And I like do you know- made that mindset shift. Like, I don't care what the florals look like. I 
don't care how this is set up. Like these are the three things I care about. And I was like the shape of the backdrop and that my parents yep. make them. I don't care what they look like. I just want them to make them. I care that the florals are kind of like this in this color scheme. And then I like sent a Pinterest board of things I pinned and I'm like, hands up, you and then do your the rest. kind of took it from them. I was going to say, do you feel like you know anyone that's really comfortable being out of control? Or do you think this is just a human tendency that we have like the minute that, and I know that some people like there's varying degrees, right? Like some people, they crumble when they have no control. Other people, they're just a little uncomfortable in it. Like there's all sorts of varying degrees, but I think there's something built into us as humans that we want that control. Like we want to feel like we are in control of our lives, of, of a situation, of an outcome, um, especially on like a day where you're spending and have already spent lots of resources, yes, not just money, time but and money. You know, time, energy, emotions, mm. money, like all of these things. And so in a situation like that, you, you want to have the outcome that you've planned for and everybody plans for perfection. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but- that, that could be like a coined phrase, like planning, planning per- for, for perfection. perfection. But, but like, like how that can destroy you in realist. a way. Like, yes, you can plan for perfection, but expect, and this is the way I live. I, you know, I talk to you about this all the time. I'm like, yeah, I plan for the worst because then yes. like whenever the worst doesn't happen, like I'm pleasantly surprised, you know, I'm like, and that's just kind of your default outlook. That's my default. And that's not everybody's default. And it's also not necessarily the healthiest default because right. I feel like I lose a lot of things because I'm like planning for the worst, but that's just, yeah, that, I, I can see that. That makes sense. But I don't, yeah, I I'm not disappointed. When you plan for perfection, I mean, you're almost always going to be let down. Yeah. Like, because what not is only perfection, are you, be, you know, like what is perfect? Right. It's so subjective and it's a lot of times determined not based on what you think, but one on other, what other people think. think. Like there's that whole other level that comes with perfection. And we have heard from brides, um, people in the Facebook community, you know, I don't know if you've heard, I've heard from some of our brides before that like, they're so worried about what other people are going to think or that they're going to think their day wasn't fun, that it wasn't memorable. Like most couples want their wedding day to be memorable. I feel like that is a deep fear that a lot of people have that like their wedding day won't be memorable. Because, you know, a lot of times when you get married in your friend group, typically people are getting married between what, 20 and 33, somewhere in yeah. there. And you have friends. Most people have friends that they go to several weddings and everyone knows, like, it's not something you do on purpose, but you compare. sometimes you start comparing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You start comparing and you're like, well, Julia and Robert's wedding was amazing. They had a ice sculptured, ice sculptor there that like used a chainsaw to carve a statue of them and their future family. Like, you know, and then Dale and Emily, like they had a hay bale ride. Like who cares? I don't know that also Dale and Emily sound like they would have a hay. Dale and Emily would. A hay bale ride. I think that this brings me to the thought of like ceremonies where, okay, how do I word this? How do I word this? I feel like the, times that I'm hearing guests not be able to stop talking about a day is when something was done intentionally. That's the things that keep people talking. It's the, it's not the, I mean, the beauty is there, but I mean, that comes and goes and they're like, oh my gosh, remember how beautiful. But when somebody is like, 
the letters. Like they had letters at every table and I loved that. Like yeah. little we things like that. that. Last that. Week on our show and tell episode. Yes. And actually, so this wedding, this last Saturday was the wedding where the couple, um, they were inspired by that social media thing where the whole wedding party enters and the dance floor is like surrounded and then they come in on the beat drop. Oh, yeah. And oh, so did they do that? They did it. They did it. And it was was it cool? Such good energy. Like the whole oh, wedding party awesome. just getting introduced at once and coming in and then them instead of it being a different song, they just came in on like the beat drop and everybody's dancing and everybody's surrounding the dance floor and it was just set up really cool. And I feel like those are the things that keep people talking is like the experience more than you know it's like the energy and what it felt like. So yeah, people I think, remember the way that people make them feel, but people also remember the way that things make them feel. Yes. I think that sometimes there's this unhealthy association that we have with spending money and thinking more money equals more memorable when that's not necessarily the case. You know, you just made a very good point about intention is what people remember and intention doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. I hate that phrase, but like it doesn't have to break your budget. Mm-mm. Intention is And it also all doesn't about, have to be complicated. Yeah. I think a lot of times people put, yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated. And sometimes they put this pressure on them that like, I have to do something that was never seen before. Never. Like, like yeah. almost this like, um, this like, it's got to be the new viral reel that's on Instagram or the new viral TikTok because everyone is just so blown away because they've never seen that before when it's like, Sure, maybe that happens, but no one ever, no one that goes viral actually thinks that they're going to go viral. Right, right. It just happens. But I think you're making a really good point. Like, it just because it's intentional doesn't ha- mean it has to be unique. Yeah, that, ooh, yes. And I think and that I think that's that those something that people are, all are associated with, with perfection. Yes. They, they associate all of those things with perfection. Like, it's got to be the most, and now granted, We've also, and we talked about this, we've also gotten some feedback that like sometimes people have felt a little overwhelmed by listening to our podcast with us talking about intention as much and thinking like, I have to do all of the intentional things. I have to, and but it's like unique and intention are not the same thing. And I feel like those can be, I think that sometimes those those lines get blurred. 100%. I feel like I blur them sometimes. Because yeah. when we're com- when we're looking for and scouting intentional ideas, generally they are unique, but that's because they're unique to the couple. But also, like, it doesn't have to be. Like, it can be an intentional decision not to throw the garter. Like, that was sure. an intentional decision. Like, yes. you decided we're not going to actually do a dollar dance, and we're we're going to still do the anniversary dance, but we're going to do it backwards because this re- like. Those are in, like there was thought. It's, you put have into a reason. It. Yes, you have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing, and you have a reason for not doing what you're not doing. And so, a lot of times, these intentional, unique ideas are birthed out of not doing something that has been tradition. And so, people start to go, "Well, if I'm not going to do that, then what could we do?" And then that's like creativity comes in these moments where there's lack and you're not going to do something like COVID, you know, as as terrible as a time as it was, was amazing for ingenuity and creativity and problem solving. You know, there were all of these businesses that were birthed out of solving problems of not being able to be in person. And so I know I'm kind of going on a whole little weird rant right here, but saying no to doing something 
quite honestly could lead you to thinking intentionally and like how to fill that time with whatever you were going to do there. Yeah. Well, and I think that that too, like the being intentional, making an intentional decision, not a unique decision, just an intentional decision, surrounding your wedding with those intentional decisions can be the vehicle that drives the perfection bubble away, you know, like, Uh, yes, because it it pops it. It does. Being intentional is what pops it. Like being, having your wedding, why, why you're getting married or like why you're celebrating your marriage with the wedding in the first place, like deciding that and figuring that out. Like, why are we doing this? Are we doing this because everybody else is doing this? Well, initially maybe, but like figuring that out and continuing to go back to that. Why? And doing that on your wedding day, like that can help you to also pop that perfection bubble because there isn't something that is defined as perfect because I feel like what's defined as perfect is what you see on a blog. It's like my wedding needs to look perfect like that wedding and emulate that wedding while at the same time being unique, which you can't do both of those things. You can't be unique and try to do something that someone else is doing. So like take yeah, all of that exist. away by definition they can't exist no that can, perfection and uniqueness do not coexist like period uniqueness i feel like actually gives space for imperfection and give it's like carving a new path it's carving a new way like it, it literally I, and i'm not that i'm trying to wrap this up because i still think we have a couple things to talk about but i want you to imagine like visually because i think visualizing visualizing things can be so powerful but like we talk about a perfection bubble but a perfection bubble doesn't just boom like oh i have a perfection bubble like it's around me like i think it starts and it grows and it grows and it grows until you have this bubble around you and and that's the space that you're living in you're living in this bubble that you have created that is like i have to live up to these standards of perfection Things have to look this way. They have to feel this way. They have to cost this much. And all a lot of, man, again, going back to this, so much of perfection is about what other people think. And like, mm, I don't know how many yes. people truly want perfection for themselves. No. Like even think about like, are ones the perfectionist or are threes? Ones. Okay. Enneagram ones. They, I feel like. anything about the Enneagram. Like ones, they really want that and but a lot of times i think that's because of how others perceive them like they want to be perceived this way so even in that instance like i think it does involve other people's thoughts and guys just know like you're never gonna please everyone Mm -mm. that's just a rule that's just a law of life like no one will ever be you you could have the most intentional wedding and aunt carol would still be like well i wish they would have through the garter greeting line you know like through the garter like Aunt Carol's always going to have opinions. Tina's always like, everyone's always going to have opinions no matter what. And I think the minute that like you can accept that and know, like I can't please everyone. And not only that, go a step further and go, I don't care if I please everyone. Like this is truly about me and my partner, our day and, and executing our wedding. Why? Like there is freedom that comes from that when you can live in that headspace. Absolutely. I think that, this idea, I mean, it's it just even the word perfection carries all of this weight. And it's just, I and it, yeah, I'm just thinking it definitely comes from other people. 
even like the dress my can you do you see my eyes moving i'm like just i, I see you yeah i could see you thinking my I see you processing that yeah the the dress you know if we go back to the dress and the dress getting dirty like you don't actually care that the dress is dirty you care that somebody else is going to see you walk down the aisle with a spot on your dress yeah you don't right. care the maybe only someone's like oh this was a lot of money but like true i mean true also the chances of you dropping something on a white dress are so astronomically high. I feel like they go up when you put on white. You could yeah. wear a black shirt and a white shirt. Also, your chances for dropping something on a white yeah. shirt are probably way higher than a black yes. shirt. Yes. Uh, on this dress thing, because I can't obviously get away from it because it just, I, I see, the I will bring it up all the time just in case random people catch episodes, but to also empower you to be okay with it because that new like, I don't know what they call it, but it's not satin. It's like a stretchy satin. I feel like it starts with a C. That's the kind of material catin. that I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, catin. Is it catin? I've never heard no, of that. No, I'm literally making Okay, words. I'm like, what? <laughs> you said it starts with a C. It and does. And then you said it sounded like satin. It does. Yeah. Good job, good job. It does. I can't remember what it is. Person. But it's kind of like a stretchy fabric. It's very, it's very modern. Anyways, any of those satiny materials that are anything other than lace. Lace hides dirt very well although lace is not necessarily like the modern option right but lace does hide dirt very well because there are natural shadows in lace when you have any other dress that has any like solid color a lot of those materials are dust magnets and like i like you can be walking um one of my old team members back when we had a team um for my photography business, she, we did her wedding and she had this satin dress and the venue, like she got ready and then she's just walking around her venue and like her, I have never seen a filthier dress than her walking around her just venue from just like dust, just dusty floor. No way. Never. Like literally. So my joke about like dresses attracting dust earlier, like that's literally a thing for some materials. Yes, it is 100% a thing for some materials. And like, it's, I think just knowing and accepting, I, I can go on this dressing all day. I'm just telling you FYI, well, no, but I mean, be this, okay this with ties it. In. This ties in and this goes to anything. Like there are going to be things that happen on your wedding day. Your flowers you might just wilt. can't control. Dude, I the amount of times sometimes that I've seen like, I don't want to freak people out, but like bouquets begin to become undone on the wedding day. And it, I get it. I get it. You're sitting there and you're like, I just spent X amount of dollars on this thing. And because of the weather, like it's starting to wilt or it's not holding up as well. Or it's, you know, it, it fell over off the table. And then, you know, some, some of the big blooms fell off. Like or you're going to lose blooms on your wedding fall day. Apart. It's going to, yes. Have you seen the thing now that's been going around where people are like making those pocket square boutonnieres? No, but like I love like them. Like it's like on a piece of cardboard. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. have you, have you, have you seen it? Yeah. Well, not, not on, t- I've. I photographed a wedding back in like 2017 with them and I showed it on social media because I thought it was the smartest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Dude, boutonnieres are the bane of everyone. And by the end of the day, like they're just falling off the, off the groomsmen. What? Blair's like, why do we even have them? They just, <laughs> yes. And people will get sad when they see that start to happen. It's like, oh my gosh. And I get it because there's money associated to that. But if you can, if you can get, if you can go into your wedding day and just understand that items are perishable, items are not perfect. Some items will not hold up as well as you thought they did. And if you can just give yourself that freedom to just know that some things might not go as planned 
And if you don't expect perfection right off the bat, you're going to be in a way better frame of mind. Almost like this couple that you worked with last week. Like I guarantee you, uh, this is past weekend. I guarantee you that they went into their day, probably had a little pep pep talk. Like, hey, regardless of what happens, like it's you and me. It's you and me on our wedding day. And that's all that matters. And if you cannot just say that, but really mean it and believe it, you will be in a great position to have the time of your life on your wedding day. Yes. And if you can have a conversation, we've talked about this in a previous episode. I feel like it was last summer. And I think it's, it was the one that it's like wedding week emotions. Wedding week emotions. We talk about prepping your people. I think Mm, this is a good thing to prep your people with as well. Like the week of the wedding Maybe it's the, you know, the night that you guys all sleep to sleep over together, whatever it is that you do when you have them all together, just give them a pep talk of like, if something goes wrong, A, I don't want to know about it. B, if my dress gets dirty, it is what it is. Don't freak out. I'm not going to freak out. If you freak out, it's going to freak me out. Like we're, it's going to be okay. I just need you guys to be in my corner and like reminding me that things are going to be okay. Like remind me why yes, I'm here. That's huge. You know, like and get you know them what? in your like, corner because they're the ones that sometimes freak you out. Not You know the on people purpose. that I want to punch? I want to punch the family members that and friends that come up to the bride and tell her when something goes wrong. Yes. It's like, why would you do that? Like, yes. It, 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 honestly, when it's a situation that can be fixed too, like- there's no, re- and I feel like sometimes there are just friends and family members that love the drama and that's why they say that it's stuff. It's a little bit of like gossip, like, but oh if- my gosh, you will yes. not believe who just showed up. Exactly. Exactly. If you will tell your people like, hey, I don't want to know if something goes, just like you said, but prep the people too. Like, I don't want these negative reactions and tell them the why. They're like, I don't want this to get me in that state of mind where now I'm focusing on the negative. Like I'm trying to focus on the positive all day. If you really want to help me come up with a solution and I don't ever want to know about it. Like I've heard stories uh, and maybe you even said this with like cakes that have been, you know, things have gone wrong with the cake and the bride never knew about it Mm -hmm. ever. Actually that happened at one of our first weddings uh, in 2019 or maybe it was 2020. It was a, it wasn't a first one. It was a 2020 wedding where the top of the cake, I think fell off and the, yeah, the cake person came back out and, and fixed it and the bride never knew about it. Yep. But I mean, it looked like, Oh, this is, this was obviously not summer weddings. Cake smell. Like there's just things like there are things and it's going to be okay. Like, and I don't know if you want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, because I think you should hear this. Oh, I'm so interested. Once your wedding day passes, it is, yes, the most important day of your life yet. Like you are starting a new chapter. This marks a new milestone in your life. You've been waiting for this forever. It is super, super, super important. 100%. I am not saying anything different than it is super important. However, yeah, a year after it passes... You're not even thinking about a lot of those little things anymore. Like you're not really thinking about any of them anymore. And then maybe you choose to like buy a home and you choose to have a kid. Maybe you don't choose to have a kid, but you choose to like move away from home and you choose to like career. Yeah. You get a promotion. Like the, the, the amount that your wedding in the grand scheme of your life 
mad like those things matter is so insignificant the part that matters is the people that you're spending it with like that's what you're going to walk away wanting to hold on to is like the memories of you know hugging your grandma or like I was literally going to bring up grandparents like Like I just saw one of our past brides post a photo from her wedding and her grandmother just passed away and she had posted a ton of them and unfortunately that's typically when people get photos with their grandparents is at their wedding day. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get photos with their yeah. take photos with your grandparents out to your out of your wedding day, but also on your wedding day and take pictures with all of your loved ones because those are the moments you're going to remember. Like you're going to look back and you're going to be thankful you got to spend time with those people. Yes, those that's are the what that matters. Matter. Like not the spot dress on. You're not going to care that it was dirty in a year. Like you're not. You're not going to care that the flowers were the wrong color. You're not going to care that the bouquet arrangement was not the way that you thought it would be in your head. Like that is not at all what you're going to give a shit about in a year from now. Yeah. Like, yes, it's important right now. You're creating a, a vibe and energy. You have a vision. You want to plan for the best. You want it to be executed. That's fine. That's great. That's fabulous. Have a plan. But don't let any of it take your joy. Like, don't let this expectation that it needs to be perfect or the best or keeping up with the Joneses, any of those mentalities, like, don't let that run your life. Because in the grand scheme of it, it's not what matters. You are setting yourself up for disappointment and not good emotions if you live in this space, if you expect perfection from your wedding day, from your vendors, from, you know your family members like people just can't deliver perfection all the time sometimes they can but it's not you know someone may execute perfection on your wedding day and then someone else might not not because they didn't want to but life is just random shit happens like humans are humans you're exactly humans gonna human humans gonna human they they're gonna do human things and i just i want to so desperately just help you i hope i know that can be a tough pill to swallow but like more than anything else we just want you to know like you 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 don't want to live in this perfection bubble you want to pop it and you want to move into this space where you're surrendering control so that you can make memories make memories live in the moment all of those cliches like they're true like that's that's the goal perfection is not the goal that's what it's about you know that's what it's about Like if you focus on you get to marry your person and that's all that you like your brain is centered around is like the gratitude that you get to do this and you get to do this in front of the people that you choose. Did you ever? Dude, yes. I was thinking that song, not maybe not that one, but recently I was like, there's one that goes, I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm I'm rich. rich. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, that was a total, you were like in a preaching moment. No, it's okay. I, I, I probably was just going to like, you know, it was going to be a broken repeat, record, repeat but we were saying, yeah. I just think that think if you put your brain in the mindset that it's about the people and it's about who you're marrying and the gratitude of all of that, then it's really going to be so hard there, for perfection to like sneak its way back in. Can we workshop, we're wrapping this episode up, can, but can we workshop like What's someone's takeaway? Lately, me and my uncle have been asking ourselves the question, like, how? Like, in a lot of the conversations that we have. Did you say cow? How. Oh, not cow like like moo. (laughs) Not cow. Nope. (laughs) Okay. We've been asking each other the conversation and how. Like, when it comes to, in terms of faith, how. When it comes to business, how. When it comes to, like, 
just any aspect of life. It's like, it's not enough to just know the information. Like, tell us how to do it. Oh my God, Larry just made cookie dough. Oh. Dude, that is good. Oh, cookies. Oh, I can't have cookies. Wow. No, that is perfect. Can I just eat that whole thing? No, salmonella. Can you get sick doing that? Salmonella. Yeah, because of the eggs? Yes. Okay. Okay, so back to the cow. Although, like, <laughs> um, live your life, you know. <laughs> right, like Yola. I don't expect it to be perfect. Yeah. Um, Lara's, see, she's setting some unrealistic standards now. Oh, don't do, no. Can you just do some sugar? Oh, I hate chocolate chip cookies. Oh, hey. I just like sugar cookies. I do I'm too, boring. actually. No, sugar cookies are um, my favorite. A good. That's how you them. know a cookie place is good, if they have a good sugar it's cookie. It's like they have a good sugar cookie? Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, so the how, like... Can we come up with like a practice that someone can do to like center themselves to like begin to get in the mode of like, I'm not going to focus on perfection. Is it as simply as medit? Is it as simple as meditation? Is it as simple as like writing out the things that you feel like you're going to be wanting to focus on perfection in or that you're going to expect? Should people like think through their expectations is that would that be good to think through your expectations on a wedding actually day? that's not and a then, bad idea i'm thinking like meditation doesn't I, that's not going to be for everybody i'm like what is going right. to what are you saying that's going to be for but like, everybody what do you expect universal? maybe that's a good like a good place journal, to like start what like i expect this and also be honest and, with but yourself. like yes that's what i was going to say you have to be honest so you're let's say a first look if you're expecting your partner to cry and break down and have this TikTok reaction, but you've never seen them cry in your five years of dating, that's very unrealistic. Like maybe writing out your expectations can help you see what might be Or maybe it's not even an expectation. Because I'm thinking like, I feel like a lot of the joy that gets stolen from perfection is based on like fear. So I feel like people would have okay. natural fears. I like where you're going. Like they would have a fear. Like I have a, I keep bringing up the damn dress. I have a fear that my dress will get dirty. Like I'm not going to walk like on it. I like this direction better. I have a fear. So writing down the fear, like what if my dress gets dirty? And then writing down the and the response. Like, well, what if it does? Like then my dress gets dirty and I still get to marry my person. Or like then my fo- my photographer right. has to edit it out. Like what if yeah, my dress so gets like, dirty? Well, th- yeah. So what, what if, if your fear is like, well, our our DJ has been super, super, super like not responsive. Yeah. Like, what if they don't even show up on the day of the wedding? Well, what if they don't show up on the wedding? We'll have a backup well, playlist. Yeah, you have a backup playlist, and then maybe you bring a speaker. You bring a giant Bluetooth speaker yep. that you borrowed from your uncle because yep. you're nervous about and it. And then, like, you come up with solution. You come up to solutions. Um, come up with solutions to the fears that you have yeah because i think that it's all based like the the reason it's taking their joy on the day of is probably because it was something that they were already thinking about like if you so what a what a what about like i'm worried that my wedding is not going to be memorable what if my memory what if my wedding is not memorable or like what if people don't enjoy themselves at my wedding like what if it's not fun i enjoyed myself at my wedding. what's the solution What's the solution to that? No, but if that's like someone's fear. Okay, that's true. I'm like, that would be my solution. Well, at least I could, I enjoyed myself at my wedding. Yeah. What is this? I don't, is there, so, I mean, that's, you, you're not in control of somebody else's feelings. Like, 
Yeah. That's how... That, I, I'm asking this because I know that this is a legit Right, right, right. That they have. And this is like... like but legit, you're not... The, this isn't a solution because you can't control the way somebody else feels. Like, But maybe the solution is like understanding... Like having a thought and coming to an understanding that that's not how things work is kind of a solution. But realizing like that's impossible. Right. Like I can't control right. that. So there is some pe- there is peace that comes from that. Yeah, like you cannot control somebody else's feelings or thoughts. And like they might be going through something and like that's why they're not really enjoying themselves. Like them and their partner might be fighting and that's kind of hard to get past or like they're you know, just yeah. like life. Like if somebody's in a good place generally, it's kind of hard not to enjoy yourself. And so if they're sure. not enjoying I themselves, I would say that the reason is probably just because there's something going on. Otherwise, most people are going to enjoy themselves. I will say the only time that I see guests not enjoying themselves and like this is pretty much the only time. So as a photographer who's been doing this for nine years now. And you now, see people and watch guests and all I, day. Yep. I, I witness this all the time. And it is only when the reception takes forever to get going. And there's yes, like a lot of waiting around. That's pretty much the only time that I see guests not enjoy themselves. Otherwise, they're going to stand by the bar and they're having a good time by the bar. Or they're going to be on the dance floor and they enjoy the dance floor. Or they're going to be outside on the patio having conversations because they're enjoying themselves being outside on the patio having conversations. So like the only preventative... Yeah, that looks amazing. That's so good. The only preventative thing that I think you can do is like that is work with your DJ and make sure your DJ understands like... I want this to move quickly. Yeah. And that yeah, that's as simple as like we're not going to have 30 minutes between events mm-hmm. or or things that happen at the and that's like 30 minutes between cake cutting and then 30 minutes between toast and the 30 like between the next thing. Once you start your reception festivities, just roll through them. Just boom boom yep. boom boom boom. And people Knock will like here's the thing about humans. A, you can't control the way that they feel and B, they're going to do whatever it is that they enjoy. Like humans don't naturally like sit. If, if they're just sitting and doing nothing, there's something wrong. Naturally, you're going to get up and go to the thing that you want to be doing. And you doing. will see guys do this all the time. If they don't want to be inside, guess what? They're going to go stand outside and smoke a cigar or drink a beer. Yep. Like they will go do what they want to do. That's a really good point. Yeah. So not that we needed to completely... But that is, you're right. That's like something that a lot of people worry about. But that's an example of a fear that you have that you could write down and truly sit and think about. You can also, if you have something that you're really struggling with, you can email Chris and I at hey at the bridal breakdown and thebridalbreakdown.com or you could message us on Instagram with something and we can help you with like a different perspective if you're like just really stuck. I'm going to ask in our private Facebook group, the question, do you have any fears about your wedding day? I'd be really interested to hear. That's also kind of a deep question, though. Yeah, that's hard. But I'm kind of curious yeah. to know, like, is there anything that anyone's afraid of? I know that we toss out a lot of general things, but a lot of times people, there's some things that sometimes catch you off guard that are totally understandable. Well, yeah, like, what if my, like, a lot of family dynamic things come up. Like, yep. what if my, you know, my mom, like, I see this, um, not often, but in some family dynamics where like, what if my mom gets out of hand or like, you know, tries to take the spotlight or something and maybe it's not mom yeah, and maybe oh it's God, sister, thing. 
but yeah. it's like what if and then you know like well here's what will happen if that happens and like, like here's the plan that we have in place in case that happens and so putting down all of these plans for that fear can help you go into the wedding without worrying about the things because you've got a plan and then also just knowing like with the plan too sometimes the plan is like okay i can't solve this this is on someone else i am going to understand that there's nothing that i can do to control the situation and i can only control my response i think writing them i understand down, that's hard sorry i didn't hard. mean to interrupt you no you're good i think part of writing it down is kind of realizing Greta talked about this um, on her episode. We need to have her back on. Yeah, what was that episode? It was about anxiety. Uh, it was, uh, what, what was it? Was it wedding planning anxiety? Overwhelm. Oh, dealing with overwhelm. Yeah. Yep. Feelings of overwhelm. Yep. Look up that the Bridal Breakdown Greta on um, iTunes if you haven't listened to that. But she recommends some a practice like this with anxiety. But when you write down the what ifs, Sometimes you realize kind of how silly the what if is that you're thinking about and it that just writing it down can help you realize that your brain just keeps circling around that one what if Dude. and it's not even like something you actually but you haven't worked it out yet and so when you work it out you can you, stop thinking about it. I have to tell you this story. This is totally true. What you're describing and Lara's in the room and she's going to hear this but it's fine. I got real mad at Lara about something this past weekend. Uh, I like how you say real mad. I I was really mad. Like I was very frustrated about several things that happened. And, but I knew I was like being a baby and I just wanted to let them go. And so I opened up my notes app and I started writing it out and I didn't even finish because I got half, not even halfway. And I just realized like, I am being such a baby. Like I'm writing these words and I'm putting them out and I can tell I'm being a baby and I need to like stop. It allows you to process um, it. But yeah, but like there's something about putting those words out and then like, so you might even realize like, I'm really worried that X, Y, Z is going to happen on my wedding day. And it could be a legitimate worry. It very well could be. Or you could have a reaction like me and realize like, wow, I just need to get over this. Like this is not... Like I, all I could think of when I was writing mine is I was like, this sounds like a 10 year old who's crying because he's not getting his way. Yeah. Like that's all like for me, obviously wedding planning stuff is probably a little different or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Someone is, you know, crying like they are a 10 year old about, about something. I mean, I don't know. It can be an overwhelming process. And so I think that it's not irrational to believe that somebody can react in a way that is intense or irrational and doesn't make sense with their normal behavior because of the gravity of the event yeah. that they're planning that they don't normally plan, you know? And like, I think all of this is really helpful, especially because in the beginning of the episode, we talked about trusting your vendors and how, you know, like I gave the example of how much the wedding planner and like relinquishing control really helped me live in my mm -hmm. day. But I understand not everybody can have that luxury. And so when you have to do the, you know, DIY route and, you know, be your own planner and, you know, maybe just have a day of coordinator. Please have like somebody that would be a day of coordinator. Do not decorate on your wedding day if you can and manage. And do not trust your event. We've already talked, uh, we talked about this. Maybe it was a patron episode. Don't trust your venue coordinator your, to do that. Your venue coordinator is not there to make sure you have the best day ever. They're there to make sure you don't break anything. Understandably. That's very kind of harsh, but like. But it's also understandable. They are not going to serve the same function as right. a hired coordinator or planner that is in your corner yes, for you. That is there literally for so, you. So, yes. but maybe. 
you know, maybe you can't relinquish control because you do have to do a lot of this and juggle a lot of these things yourself. This can potentially help you at least focus on the things that are actually like worth focusing on, you know, because I think that doing this exercise will free your brain from a lot of the thoughts that actually like aren't worth taking up very valuable brain space. Yes, 100%. Hey, remember when we said this episode was going to, we like hopped on, we're like, hey, let's keep this episode at 30 minutes. I know. I don't care one bit at all because these are the kinds of things that we get, we get, we get passionate about these things because guys, the whole reason we do this podcast literally we literally we literally love helping people the drive behind this podcast is to help couples who are planning their wedding day to have the most intentional day possible uh, that they want to do things with intention or to do things that are traditional it is literally about empowering you to have the wedding day that you want to have we yeah. want to make you aware of speed bumps and we want to give you some solutions. And so, yes. And um, just to hit the point home, traditional can also be intentional. Yes. Intentional does not equal unique. Yes. It's just I making the decision. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to add anything else. I'll let that can totally <laughs> that. be the last, yeah. the last point. Guys, we've been toying around with having less formatted episodes. Obviously that's why these go, these last few have gone a little bit longer because we're not formatting them out. Ashley and I, uh, we like to do those sometimes, but we're just realizing like we really like to just kind of have conversations things out on air. And so let us know what you guys think. Uh, We were hitting the 30 minute mark for the first eight episodes or so. And and we're just going to let sometimes they will be 30 minutes. Sometimes they'll be 40. Who knows? But let us know what you guys think about this current format. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, Give us a follow on YouTube's on Facebooks, on uh, all of the places. All the places. Wherever you can find us. Shoot us an email if you have any episode requests or any issues that you're dealing with and you want some advice. Maybe we'll do an advice episode. That would be fun. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That would be be, We actually have had a request for that. So if you want to support the show, there is a link to join our Patreon below in the show notes. You will get access to bonus episodes that happen every week and patron hangouts. Our next patron hangout is April 20. 5th at 7 p.m. That is a Monday. If you want to join us, uh, you can click the Patreon link below and you can join that. Other than that, as you are embarking on your wedding planning journey, be sure to keep it intentional AF and pop that perfection bubble. We'll see you guys next week.